Grow Great is a city government leadership podcast with Lisa Norris and me, Randy Cantrell. Each week we share insights, experiences, and wisdom to help you and your leadership grow great. Our website is growgreat.com. So I'm at the grandson. Let's see. This will be grandson number two. He's in junior high, plays football. And we're sitting in the stands We're we're watching him play a game. And he had been telling me all week long. He's like, Papa, he said, this is going to be an ugly game. It's going to be, an, you know, the other team, they're, they're really good. And so we were kind of sort of prepared, but you know, you can't, you can't really be prepared when the opening drive, the first play touchdown. And we're like, oh, this is going to be a really long evening. <laughs> Grandson right. was right. Yes. <laughs> So they end up losing this game 49 to nothing. It was 31 to nothing at the half. And we're just kind of amongst the family, including his father and his brother. We're like, okay, well, is, and the other grandparents, they drove down from Oklahoma just for the eve oh. of this thing. So, yeah. So we're like, okay, have well, mercy on us. yeah, I'm like, well, do y'all think, y'all think the other team's going to hit 60 and his older brother says, if they want to, they will, you know? <laughs> So from the opening kickoff, it was pretty apparent that, you know, my grandson's team, they're not nearly as physical, not nearly as fast, not nearly as strong, not nearly as athletic. I'm, you know, it's just all these different things that it doesn't matter how much you coach or, you know, you can't coach speed, you know, and I just couldn't resist. So I've got, I grabbed my phone and I'm, I'm reminding them of when Tampa Bay Buccaneers came into the league. Careful now. This is Don's favorite team. I know. They were a brand new team. <laughs> they were a brand new team. Yeah. Lisa's husband is a Florida guy. Uh, they're a brand new team and they're just dreadful. But they had a coach that came from USC who was a winning coach, John McKay. But the guy just did press conferences to die for because he was just so stinking quotable. And the first one that I pulled up was McKay saying, well, we didn't tackle well today, but we made up for it by not blocking. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, well, we can't stop the pass. We can't stop the run. Otherwise we're in great shape. (laughs) And I just, I don't know. So I was just reeling these things off. And there's, if you go on, you go to Google, just Google John McKay quotes and you'll find just a boatload of them. And then of course I, I really lost it because I had forgotten about this one and it's very dark. I'll go ahead and warn you it's dark, but I don't care. It's funny. He said, well, three or four plane crashes and we're in the playoffs. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, John. So, oh, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, super funny, but I'm sitting here watching this and I've heard my grandson talk about, you know, how, oh yeah, this week, man, this, yeah, we're going to, we're going to kill this team. And so I had asked him some weeks earlier, you know, well, how do you, how do you know? And of course they all, the kids all talk and whatnot. And I said, well, you know, you play a team like that. It kind of, it kind of shows you how good you are. And I got to thinking about our conversations and leadership and like as leaders, how can we know if we're good or not? So that's the question of, of, of the hour or however long we talk. So as a leader. How yeah, can we're you in know? our own world. We're in our own world, so we think we're amazing. Yeah, but are well, you? Or we may think the opposite. We may think, oh man, we're just dreadful. Yeah. I mean, there, there is, there are some people who it doesn't matter 
you know, they're just so pessimistic all the time. <laughs> and then there's the blind optimist. Yeah. Yeah. So how can you know if you're, if you're a leader, how can you know if you're good? Well, for me that you always have to ask, you just have to ask the question and, and it's, and the and biggest the issue, well, the question is, how are we doing when, when we get new leaders, we get leaders that have been there, but have promoted, um, we get, we get, um, for instance, anytime we've had like an operation supervisor, go to a division manager type role, mm -hmm. we encourage them. Let's do a survey. Now's the time to do an internal. Now, if you only have three people on your team, probably, you know, they're not going to feel like it's anonymous at all. Right. But if you have a bunch of people and we have customers, like especially your support services, our legal team, HR, IT, finance, when they've gotten a new leader, we do a survey of the customers. No more, I mean, no, no more than once a year. You don't want to yeah. kill your customers with it. We usually do them about once as a baseline. And then like two years later, we do it again, just to see, have we, right. have we overcome what we were trying to do? Have we met goals? Have we and give us some better? sense of this survey? I mean, so what... we do it like in survey monkey and we ask there's, so we're at grand Prairie. We have raving fans, which is a customer service philosophy to go, you know, you go 110%, you're intuitive. You, even if the customer's not asking the right question, what are they really trying to ask, but not say? Yeah. Largely taken from a by book that. by the same title, right? Correct. Correct. So for us, we ask questions. First thing I ask them, cause I help usually develop that for them and send it out as a support unit to the, to the city mm -hmm. uh, and HR. I'll say, what are your, what do you think your problems are? And for instance, when we did it for streets, they're like, well, the guys seem to hate overtime. They seem, you know, when it's pouring rain and we're sending them out, we've heard grumblings about that. And they'll just tell me, um, they, they feel like they're getting called in way too frequently. They're missing holidays with their families. So they'll kind of, I say, I just get them to give me a feel of what you think it is. And then let's ask questions that will give you answers to that, but also ask these standard questions we have on internally are you satisfied with your leaders with your team how do you think the department is viewed by others you know and then we ask the customers the same thing how do you feel the service is how, so we can align them as what you internally think and what externally the customers are saying and we make sure there's alignment um that's how how we do it and these are not long surveys we also ask them what's a program you can get rid of um, that is not useful What's it, what do you think we should enhance? And we ask the customers the same thing and they align those. And that's typically how they will determine their areas. And we always call it an 80% mark. So I always, you know, when we're doing the scoring from zero to a hundred, mm -hmm. if they're beneath 80% on anything, then I say, that's probably an area you need to focus in on more. Um, that doesn't mean 80% has to be the mark. It could be 90%. It just I tell them not to go off the chains. If you get a 93%, you didn't get a hundred, you know, and, and we had some managers that wanted, we expect everybody to be happy. And I said, that's an impossible goal. You cannot, you have to look at the totality of the group. Mm -hmm. So for us, surveys tell you a lot, but the main thing when they're doing a survey is I always tell them, you must be ready to hear the results and act on them. If you discount everything that comes back from the survey, you're doing yourself and your team an injustice. One-offs are fine. If you know there's a, if you know a department just absolutely hates you guys and you have tried everything and they're still, that no matter what you do, you know the scenarios that they're going to pose 
um, I'm not worried about those, right? I'm worried about the 15 or 20 comments that are similar mm-hmm. and we don't ever get return phone calls. Every time we call out, it's, uh, you know, they're not helpful. Um, you know, just what something to that effect where it's a service issue um, in streets, what we heard it continually, and this was many years ago, um, they, they're doing great now, but they heard they don't do any celebrations. They, they're like, we just want to get together as a team. I know we're big, but just maybe do a breakfast every now and then. We're working in the rain. We're working through the weather. We're, you know, let's celebrate something. And I thought that was great. And the leader took that to heart. And they started doing just a little breakfast or luncheons once a quarter, going over information. How can we improve? I mean, they did a really great job in public works of assessing that and trying to understand what the concerns were. Um, legal services did the same thing. We helped them. And uh, really with theirs, it was a contract process and made it horribly difficult. And so they've modified it. You know, they, they really looked at that. And how can we make that? We have to comply with certain things, but how can we make that better for our customers and easier to maneuver? So just things like that helps yeah. you understand it. But again, if you don't do anything in it, especially internal with your own team, if you ask them, how were, how are we doing? Um, how is your leadership? Do you feel like we expect the same from everybody? Are we, do we hold you accountable? Do we recognize appropriately? Um, if, if you get results and then do nothing about it and say nothing about it, you're not going to get participation in the future. You have to act. Right. Well, I know that situations are going to be different. Departments are going to be different. So the surveys are going to be different, but generally speaking, so the survey gets taken, the results come in and then what typically, what typically happens I mean, I'm assuming that they're not just immediately going to, okay, we, we aggregate, we aggregate the conclusion of the survey and okay, now we immediately take action on it. I mean, what what we've done is we'll go in first, we talk with the leaders in the group and we say, here's the survey results. They get much more details, right? They get, um, we don't give them exact comments, but we'll um, make them neutral. I call them neutral comments. We'll take out any names, any you know, when I work on the job on the 21st, you know, we yeah. take that stuff out. Yeah. Keep it all in mind. Yeah, we summarize, here's your top four issues that we heard in the comments, right? Yeah. And we'll give that to them. Right. Uh, we also give them the results. And then we, then I have a page when we're presenting, because we I always tell them, we are going to present to the entire group. This is no secret. We're not going to keep things secret. It's very transparent because they need to see that I know how I responded. Did it show up? That's what employees are looking for especially if they had something. Okay. So when you say the whole group, you mean the whole department or that's correct. Okay. Whoever yeah, for internal, we'll say, here's what the customer said. And it's, it's just, we don't beat them to death with data. We sure. just highlight it and say, here's what your customer said. Now here's what you said. Now look at these together and we'll show them you think, and it's, it's happened before we think we're 95% serving our customers and their superior service. And then the customers will say you're at 65%. And all of a sudden you can see the team go, <laughs> you know, oh, uh, we thought we're better to your point. We think we're amazing until yeah. we get feedback or we put ourselves in front of a test, whether that's a football team playing another team. Yeah. You know, we, unfortunately, we don't have the opportunity in city government to go, okay, our IT team is going to go compete against the uh, urban <laughs> right. IT team. And we're going to see how we're doing, right. you know, because we all have different issues. That's right. So you have to have some kind of assessment to really know how you're doing. And then when we present it back to the group, 
we will often, it's engaging and interactive. We, so we have a slide we put in there before we present to the group from the leaders, what are our next steps? And they'll tell the team, okay, next we're gonna get with you all. Usually it's, we're gonna brainstorm these top five issues and how can we do them better? Cause I said, if you just tell them what you're going to do, you have lost them. Mm-hmm. You need, they have given you feedback. So seek more of it, be curious. What do you guys want? And then tell them what you realistically can and cannot do. Not just because you don't want to do it, but what you really okay, take you to three forks every quarter, you know, whatever it is, right? right? Right. But we can do a breakfast and have breakfast burritos. You want to do that? And what do you want to talk about during the breakfast? You know, uh, do we recognize? And, and you just have to kind of be willing to act, to do something and to hold to it. I told them the worst thing you can do is say you're going to do something and then it falls off. And they never hear anything else because they're just going to roll their eyes the next time there is a survey. Um, and the only, the final thing I would say is that lastly, I told them when you do make changes and you do updates that are good for the group, be sure and remind them this, this is one thing that came up in the survey we did in April and we're, we're amending this. We're really excited to roll this out. Thanks for giving feedback because it gives back credibility. It gives back accountability. We're doing what we said we were going to do. And it reminds them we're going to act when you, when you give us feedback. So, so that's what it looks like for us, Randy. So that's, and that's great. I applaud you. And that's at a macro level, right? but now let's get down to even a smaller team, dozen, 20 people. And now we've got one person it's not nearly as formalized. It's not a survey. It's just, but there's this, there's this one person and they've got a situation. They've got a problem. They're made to feel bad, whatever it may be. Right. But there's one. Yeah. We can all think of situations that of course, of course, somebody comes in, they trust you enough to sit down, they close the door and say, do you have a couple minutes? And you're like, Yes. Uh-oh. Right. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> right. But, but it happens. But my point is, as opposed to a survey where you're okay, here's kind of the general consensus and here's the top things. And then here's the general consensus and the top things. I mean, so here you can, you can have a one off and I have found that it, it can be so easy for a leader to go, well, you know, not everybody agrees with, with you, but when we're talking about a team of people, uh, that, you know, especially a team that is a smaller size team like that. And the intimacy that just necessarily comes with a, with a smaller size, it can be really easy for me as a leader to go, well, you know, that's their opinion and they're wrong because these other people, these other people don't agree. And inevitably you start kind of pulling the covers back and it's like, well, guess what? They may not be the only one. You know, well, this but you, but you to, think they are because this, maybe they were the only one that was really to, willing to be vocal at some point about sure. it. Sure, and this goes this goes back to your initial story that you, you think you're good until you realize you may be, you may not be, and it's and it's not that we aren't good as a whole. We can be really solid, but that doesn't mean there's little chinks in the armor that are going to happen occasionally, and I. As, as you talk about that, if you have somebody come in, first recognize that they trust you enough to bring it forward. That takes a lot of 
bravery and boldness, right? To be, just be willing to sit down because so many people will not say anything and it will crumble beneath you before you realize it. The floor yeah, unless I'm out. a person that's beating your door. That. Yeah, unless I'm a person that's beating your door down all the time because I've got gripes and grievances constantly. Yes. Then okay, then now you know what you, you come on. We're, you got to be able to filter. Correct. You got to be able to filter. And yep. and in the case, let's assume let's assume this particular person because you're right. If it's if it's a griper, you're going to give them less credibility because they're never happy about anything. But if well, that's its own lead, issue to handle. That's right. Have separate and apart from leadership. That's right. But let's say this one is somebody um, that's that's a good performer. Um, they seem honest. They're credible. If they're willing to come in and tell you, the first thing I tell you is you better be willing to listen. It doesn't mean you have to agree with every point, but you need to, you need to listen and hear them out so you can understand what are the concerns. And min- minimally, at least you are aware and can be a little bit more watchful. Um, the, the biggest challenge I see in these cases is it's leaders. It's very easy for them to discount it. You know, like you said, it's just one person. I haven't heard that they're saying there's other people, but I haven't heard that from anybody else. And you just kind of put it aside. Worst thing you can do. We talked about earlier acting on it, at least listen, at least observe, don't go to your other people and say, Did, so so-and-so said that, you know, that this is an issue especially it could be if it's with another peer, if it's with the, one of your leaders and you think they're amazing, you still need to be listening and watchful. And um, from my perspective, to protect the team and build that trust, whether I agree with it or not initially, I will go insert myself quietly into where I can observe those behaviors and um So let's say it's another meeting that this person participates in. I may say, hey, guys, I'm going to start stepping into a couple more meetings just to get up to speed, trying to be more involved. Uh, I just want to hear what's going on a little bit more. So it's all on me, right? And I'll step into those roles. Um, Then I can assess the feedback. Now, the challenge is when I step in and I'm a director, behavior typically improves. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. You know, but... Um, I'm, I've been there a long time, so it's not unusual for me to sit in meetings and listen. Um, so that's, you just kind of have to be willing to insert yourself and very, I always say inspect what you expect. Mm-hmm. If somebody's bringing it forward, at least take the initiative to go take a peek at it. And then always, and we talked about this in, a, in another episode, always be willing to go back and check with that employee after time. They don't have to know what you have done. Uh, right. If you're coaching somebody, if you're uh, teaching them up. But don't take it for granted and definitely don't discount it. If they come to you and you say, well, that's, that's just how they are. You know, that's, they're, they're just such and such. I can't tell you how frustrating because I put myself in my own shoes when, some, when I've gone with a big problem about somebody and somebody says, you know, you know that's, that's just so-and-so being so-and-so, which has immediately told you we're going to allow it. Yeah. So don't bring it forward anymore. Right. That's acceptable bad behavior for us, and we're just not going to address it. And the way you feel Who about it really, that? and the way you feel about it really doesn't matter. That's correct. They 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 have just given them permission to act badly, right. and I can't stand that. And none of us want that. I don't want. I'd much rather Cheryl, my boss, tell me, Lisa, this this group has an issue with you, and she knows. I always tell her, 
you're going to have to let me process because it'll irritate me at first. I mean, it's uh, human nature. Yeah. And, and then I'll say, okay, just let me process overnight. And then I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And, and she's always great about it. Cause I said, just tell me it may, I may get irritated, but I need to know if there's a problem so that I can fix a problem. I can't fix what I don't know about. And that's the same premise here. You've got to, you've got to be willing to listen and hear and not discount your team or guess what? They're not going to come to you anymore. And trust is now broken. And we don't want them escalating. You don't want them coming because you're not listening. Right? No. And how, that. and how, and how bad would it be to find out that you're the person you're the person who everybody says, oh, well, that's just Lisa. Yeah, I would hate that. I mean, how, how bad would that feel? Well, listen, we talk a lot about, you know, the, the what we have dubbed the leadership recipe, and so much of it goes right back to the foundation of, of, of that recipe of humility and curiosity. And if, if that gets away from you, you won't be as good as you could be. And I or would if you say, think you are to the yeah, point of I would, yeah, and I would team. say this isn't about, okay, on a scale of good, it's about you being your best. The podcast is called grow great. We just want to grow and we want to be the best version of our, of ourself. But I think about, I think about all the mirrors that we have in, in our lives, uh, in our cars, in our homes, other places that we go and we have these mirrors. Well, I guess there are some people, there's two ways to approach it. I want to look at that mirror because I want to look at how good I look. Most of us though. Oh my goodness. I am so beautiful. <laughs> most look of at us, me, Randy. Yeah, most of us, however, and both my hands are in the air. Most of us are looking for what, what doesn't look so good, you know, before we, before we got on this recording and we're recording early in the morning, you know, but I, I had on just a t-shirt and. So I texted Lisa. I said, yeah, let me go get a decent shirt on, you know, and then well, I talk about the squeaky chair. Remember you yeah. get down. I said, boy, there's nothing like an early morning getting up and sitting down a chair that just is <laughs> make right. you feel real good about yourself. Right. Get off of me. <laughs> yeah, please, please, yeah. please wait. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, we, we do these things so that we can get an accurate picture. We were talking before we hit record. Now we're in Texas and the majority of our listeners at least right now are in Texas, but we've got listeners from all over. We even got listeners over in Europe and here in Texas, high school football is a thing. In fact, it is the thing. Okay. Well, Lisa and her husband, they're hunters. So hunting is also a big thing, but, it is. but high school football and I'm old, but you know, when I was playing football, you know, we had a, we had a few coaches yeah you go to a high school football game in texas especially and the sideline is going to be littered with coaches and there's coaches up in the press box you know in the coaches box with headsets on you've got all these eyes watching what's going on because you've got it's chaos if you go to a high school football game in texas especially a 6a you know one of the big programs i mean they're shuttling players in and out there's a lot of specialization. There's, there's position coaches and the head coach can't possibly see all that, mm -hmm. you know, so you've got all these eyes and in a word, how can you know if you're good feedback, feedback, right. eyes and ears on it. Does you no good if you don't pay attention to it? Won't and do it me, also, won't do me a lick of good to look in the mirror and see something that needs to be correct. And I'm like, nah, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Well, and 
it's you know, reality. The challenge, is, the challenge is it's not doesn't mean you're bad at everything. You've probably had a lot of stellar moments in the game, but that doesn't, you know, we talked about it. That doesn't mean, okay, you had you had 10 good moments. So therefore we don't have to go to practice the next week because you did those great. No, they always focus on what they did poorly and fix those things because the other stuff is okay, but they still practice those other things, right? That's you right. just focus, you focus in on the gaps and the weaknesses so that those can become stronger to make the entire team more high performing. Well, the survey you mentioned, you mentioned about celebration, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I don't know why we tend to think about these things in kind of binary. It's either this or that terms. You can do both of those simultaneously. You can work on the things you need to work on and still celebrate the things that you're great at. And you can do that at the same time. It doesn't have to be all one. It's all the other, other. you know, it's not, I just, I keep thinking about, I keep thinking about leaders who are just delusional. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. It was kind of funny, a younger person. Well, everybody's younger than me. Uh, but I made a reference to the emperor has no clothes and I just kind of got this deer in headlights look and I'm like, have, have you not heard this fable? Oh, they had no clue. And I said, Randy, this wasn't about our conversation. Was it? No, no. I said, <laughs> I said, Hans Christian, Hans Christian Anderson, the emperor's new clothes. Have, have you never heard of the, you've never even heard of this fable. And they looked at me like I might as well, I mean, I might as well have been talking Swahili. I mean, they had no clue. So I had to recite the story for them, which I won't bore you. You can Google it and find it. But you know, the point of the story is just the emperor is just being deluded. You know, just, and, and the society going along with the emperor's lie, except for this little kid who pipes up and go, well, he ain't got any clothes on, uh, you know, kind of a thing. I now feel compelled to tell the fable. <laughs> yeah, because everybody's going, what is he talking about? <laughs> well, here, I'll give it to you in a nutshell. So the emperor is a guy who looks in the mirror and he's just a clothes horse, right? I mean, all he cares about is looking good. So he, he's not real interested in what's going on in the kingdom. You know I mean? That he can't be bothered with those kind of things. He's too busy trying to look good. And a couple of shysters come into the kingdom and they, they figure this out. And so they're like, you know what? We, we are weavers and we are able to make clothing that is so spectacular that only the wisest people and only the people who are deserving can even see the clothes. Well, the king, I mean, come on, he's got to have I got to have a garment made by these guys. And of course they're shysters. So they make sure the King gives them all the finest cloth and the gold thread in the kingdom. And they just bring loads of it and they pack that away in their bags. Meanwhile, they've got their weaver tools and they're working on act like they're working on this clothing. Well, they're not, it's invisible. Well, after some time, the, the emperor's like, yeah, he's going to send an advisor to go check on their progress. And, guy goes in now the whole kingdom knows if you're undeserving and you're foolish you're not going to be able to see anything well everybody knows these are the rules of the road right the shysters are really smart so the guy walks in from the king's court and he doesn't see anything they're working away on invisible stuff and he's but he knows i mean come on i'm deserving i'm wise oh man that looks awesome goes back reports it to the emperor looks great Everything looks awesome. Sometime goes by second advisor goes same result, right? Cause everybody's going to play along with this delusion. 
comes time for the king to walk through the streets and they say, we'll take off your garb and we'll put this new stuff on you. Well, he can't see anything either, but he's thinking I'm the emperor. I gotta be wise, right? I mean, I've got to be deserving. So it looks magnificent. They act like they're putting this on. Then there's two guys that are holding the train in the back, acting like they're holding something. It's there, there's nothing. This is a big dupe thing. <laughs> Parading through the streets, buck naked. Everybody's playing along until some little kid pipes up and goes, he hasn't got any clothes on. And before long, you know, the crowd starts chiming in. Yeah, he hasn't got any clothes on. The king in his arrogance, humility, curiosity, king doesn't have either one of those. Now, head held high, parades through the street, you know, buck naked. So many lessons that could be learned from from that. But to our point of how can you know if you're good, if you surround yourself by people that are willing to lie to you, they're willing to tell you what you most want to hear, and you are unwilling to listen to somebody that may have a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Because when Lisa and I started podcasting together, I've been podcasting for a long time. So I got these headphones on. She's got an earbud in her ear, but people that aren't used to podcasting are not used to hearing their own voice through headphones mm -hmm. and a hundred percent of people that you play a recording of their voice will go, well, that doesn't sound like me. And everybody else in the room goes, well, it sounds just like you. Yeah. Because we sound different in our head than we do through the ears of other people. That's right. Now I've been and doing I did it the same so, thing. Yeah. Everybody does. Everybody does. I was like, does. is that what I sound like? And they're like, yeah, that's exactly. You sound exactly like yourself. I'm like, gosh, I, I don't hear it that way. Yeah, that's exactly. Okay, right. But that's exactly how our leadership happens. You know, we think that we're, we're this. I guess, you know, for me, the question, how can you know if you're good? I guess maybe the first question to ask before that one is, do you care? Yeah. Do you, do you care if you're good? And maybe the better question is, do you care if you get better? And, and the, you want, if you're a great leader, you're going to want to know where you can improve, but it's a fine line between always trying to do what everybody else wants from you. And Randy, like you've always told me, lean heavily into yourself. At some point we are who we are. We're built the way we're built. And as I coach and counsel leaders, I tell them, you have to stay true to yourself, but improve on areas, modify, have awareness, um, but don't just try to change yourself to be somebody else or change yourself for every person that says, man, you know, you need to recognize more, man, you need to, you need to be more organized and this is how I do it. Right. Yeah, but because to clarify, changing yeah. to clarify, we're to talking about else. personality stuff. We're talking about communication style. That's right. We're talking like like Lisa's a to do list person. Yep. I, I'm not. Okay. Does that mean she's right and I'm wrong? No, it doesn't mean that. It means that she has figured out a way to do something that works for her. I figured out a way to do something that works for me that absolutely would not work for her. Right. And intrinsically. We've talked about, I, I'm not a big, typically I'm not a big recognition. You know, I just sometimes it's not lose your sight default place no, to go. It's, right. it's, I sometimes lose sight of that. So I have to keep awareness, not a checkbox, 
that, okay, I did it once this month. It's right. not it at all right. because we've talked about that too, but I do have to keep a heightened awareness to recognize when the team has had a success and to do something about it. Um, but don't you think that that's less about, okay, well, I need to be more of this. That's about minimizing a weakness. So it's not a problem as right, opposed I, to, I'm going to make the, I'm, I'm going to be the world's best celebrator. No, that ain't it. It's just, no. I just don't want that being an impediment to the team. The fact that that's not my default isn't to immediately go to, Hey, we need to throw a party about this or that. It's to the point of three coaches on the field 20 years ago, team. Now you want to yeah. have eyes and ears that can right. point out things that you need to improve upon and you're willing to act upon them to become better. That's what it goes down to. And some of that's personality, some of that style, but none of it will work if you're not true to yourself. That's the biggest thing I would tell people. None of it will work if you're not true to yourself and who you are and just have awareness and listen when your people come, even for the leaders you're developing or the people you're developing, you need to have awareness. You need to be honest. You need to listen, not just hear them. Those are two different things. That's right. You need to listen to what they're saying and then inspect it, validate it. Okay. This, you know, I may not see this. I may not hear it. I don't agree with you. You can say all that in your head, but you do not ever say that to the person. You need to take it with, take it at face value for what it is and then go inspect upon it and then see if there are areas that truly do need to be developed. Because again, to our point of leadership, we are doing for others what they cannot do for themselves. We are trying to see things that we can help our leaders become better leaders, right? And that we yep. cannot do that through blind with blinders on. Well, and I think this is one of the areas where others can do for us what we can't do for ourselves too. That's right. Yeah. It's not a one way, one way street. So, um, anyway, and next I, time yeah, we want to talk about, I want to, I want to carry this conversation forward into the next episode about how can you know if you're good when it comes to our team, our culture, our performance and organization, because this isn't just about your individual leadership or your leadership team, uh, being good or getting better. Hopefully we've made the point. Listen, this is all an exercise in figuring it out. This is all an exercise in trying to get better. And it's why we continually tell you every episode, practically, this isn't about some template, some formula, some secret, you know, there's, there's not, there's not some magic bullet out there somewhere that you just don't know about, but all the rest of us, you know, do had a conversation, you know, with the CEO yesterday and I, I snarkily made the comment. I said, well, you do, you do realize that we didn't all have a convention and we had this vote about you. You do know that, don't you? And of course he laughed and I said, cause you know what? We're not thinking about you. We've all got our own stuff. Um, you know, but you know, to, to the point we can sometimes get fixated, I think on whether we feel like we're great or whether we feel like we suck. Right. And then there's all variations between those two, those two extremes. Reality is our, is our friend. I mean, that mirror that I talk about that proverbial mirror that if we will back ourselves into that corner where all the excuses are now taken away. And we don't blame anybody or anything. We just accept responsibility and we're like, I'm going to look in the mirror and now I'm, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to do something about this to your point. The way we began the show, 
the survey. Okay, well, it does no good if you're not going to do anything with it. Yeah, don't take it. If you no. don't, if you're, if you don't plan to do anything with it, or you don't want to hear the results, just well, don't you're going to be, it. you're going to be the emperor who thinks he has new clothes on, but the little kids got it right. That's and right. if he would have just listened to the little kid and had enough humility to go, he's right. We got duped. Then now there's two, there's two charlatans who've got, who've got fancy cloth and gold thread in the kingdom that yeah. now you're going to go figure those guys out. But that's, that's right. not how the story goes. You know, the story goes, he was a man who just wanted to look in the mirror and admire himself. And that's who he was at the end of the story. And I no, guess and for me, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the finality of it for me is it's not how you begin. It's how you end. And, and we just keep on growing and we keep on growing. We keep on trying to improve. Yeah. And this is something that it needs to, you know, it, it definitely helps to start at the top. If you're a city manager, if you are uh, a deputy city manager, an assistant city manager, you're a director. This doesn't just go department wide. This needs to go. If you're trying to change a culture, the first thing you need to do is ask, what do you think our culture is? And then find out, right? Find out from what your people think. What are the problems getting in the way of customer service? What are our biggest complaints in the city? Figure those things out as a city, because sometimes we're honed in on what we think the problem is. And it's, I need HR to do this, or I need the planning department to do this. That may not be the biggest issues. It may be just perception and that when people come in, they can't, they can, you know, you're sending them to this building to do this. And then you got to sit, go downtown to go do this. And then you got to go back up to animal services to get the permit. And then you, you know what I mean? It's just. Well, but that's why we started with leadership because this is so personal. This is so individual that if you can't start here and you think, well, none of that really matters because I just want to focus on getting the culture and I want a high performing team. You got the cart before the horse. That's right. You know, because if you, as a leader, I was watching this thing was done back in 2013. There's there's, you can Google it and see, uh, children see children do it's some, it's some nonprofit organization that battles child abuse and neglect. And of course it, it shows a parent and their behaving poorly that road rage in a car flipping somebody off little kid in the back's doing the exact same thing mm -hmm. shows a lady in the street well she's high as a kite drunk as a skunk whatever she's throwing up well the kids right next to her they're on their knees the daughter's right next to her little kid you know and it just shows these little kids behaving exactly the way the Mirroring. parents do yeah so you got a husband and he's raising his fist wife is cowered down on the kitchen floor and he's raised his fist and there's the son right next to him. Same look, same look on his face, raising his fist back. It's, it's, it's a powerful little one, one minute video. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to think that way in the workplace. We have to realize most times, many times those parents, they're not thinking about the little ears and little eyes right by them. That's right. And sometimes you're not thinking about your people. Yeah. Sometimes we are too fixated on ourselves because we have lost our humility and we've lost our curiosity, mainly humility. We're telling instead of asking. Yeah. Well, we're making it about us. Mm -hmm. And the minute we start making it more about us and less about the group of people that we're trying to influence, you know, we're going to lose our way sooner or later. You're going to lose your way. 
So it's why we focus today's conversation on the leadership part of it. And next time we can talk about how can you know if you're good getting your team performance and whatnot, they go, they go hand in hand. And many of these things I think are going to be, are going to be very similar, but I think it's a worth, it's a worthwhile conversation. Get this one right first. That's right. Because you can't, you can't get to the other. You can't pass go right without collecting your $200. This is the foundation, this is the foundation of change is asking yep. humility, same difference, humility and curiosity. You have to be willing that you're not the smartest person in the room and then ask the right questions. It all starts. This is the same premise. That's what a survey is doing. That's you're right. willing to hear the results. You're willing to believe that I don't know it all. And I'm going to ask the questions so we can have a plan to act. That's well, and we want to, we want to know, we want to know with as much certainty as we can, we want to know if we're good and we want to know how good we are. But I guess yeah. for me, the, my parting shot would be, we also, we also want to try to close the gap between where we are and where we want to be. And hopefully if you're listening to us, you're ambitious enough, you're driven enough, you're enough of a grinder, no matter how good you are right now on whatever that scale is, you know, that there's, there's margin for improvement. That's right. And we want to just keep getting better. Parting right. shots. You've got the last word. I, you know, that the, the last thing I would say is, uh, as you're looking at this and as you're listening and you say, yep, I'm going to do a survey and I'm willing to hear the next question, be sure you don't tell them what to do. You know, when you get, you say, now we've identified it. How do we fix it? The worst thing you can do is say, okay, you go do this, you go do that. Cause now you've just put yourself as an expert in the room again. Right. Yeah. Right? Involve you them you, in the you solution. You have all the answers. Uh, allow your team to tell you, you may know the answer and know where you want to head. Allow your team, ask them, how do we fix this? How do we make this better and get input? You know, it's the whole, it's, it goes always back to our leadership recipe. Have the humility first, ask the right questions, seek knowledge, get understanding, and then have compassion about it. You know, if you go, they can, we talked about it, they can throw in their little bits stronger in one area, a little bit less in another, depending on the circumstances, but man, you've got to follow that recipe. If you just get into tell mode again, you're not asking the experts how they think it needs to be fixed. That's what I, that's all I have to say, Randy, it's in the words of Forrest Gump, right? <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least until next time, we've always got more to say. Thanks for clicking play. We appreciate you. Thanks for watching and listening to grow great, a city government leadership podcast for Lisa Norris. I'm Randy Cantrell. Be well, do good grow great. The website is growgreat.com.